Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Well, Merry Christmas and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with The Forgiveness Doctor. Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, and we welcome you to the show, along with Dr. Tim Hayes. He's with us today, too. Merry Christmas, Dr. Tim. Today is Friday, December the 25th, 2015. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart, and welcome everybody to the show. Have a, I hope that your day of celebration includes the time to take time with that mind of love in you beyond all the the external stimulus and such that goes on so that you stand in that space of love as that space of love. Our Our definition for a human life is an easy experiential one. When you hold a newborn child, you know what human life is. And our basic premise is that's the truth of who each of us is. And when we stand in that space, then we will be, quote unquote, in love with everyone that we meet. You know, we have in the vernacular of the culture, well, I'm in love with such and such. Well, all you're saying to me is if you're in love with such and such, but you're not in love with others, is that you haven't hooked any of your fear, anger, sadness, grief, or pain into your brain's image of that person yet, so they stimulate only the truth of who you are, and you get to experience that. But if you're not in love with someone, it's because there's something other than love going on in you. Of course, we live in a culture that when there's something other than love going on in us, we've been taught to talk about how somebody else, whoever the object of our attention is, is the cause of that rather than that being our own. So as this holy day unfolds, this day that is set aside each time, this time of the year, each year, to give us the opportunity to spend time in this state of being, in this state of love, As you take time to do that, you recognize that you have the ability to be in love with everyone that you meet. And if you're responsible for that which is less than love, if you're heading to a a gathering and there's someone that you know that, gee, I'm not in love with them, then know that it's your opportunity to remove from you those things that cause you to feel that which is less than love when you're around that person. And that person is your gift. And all year round, we get these opportunities, these gifts. And people, you know, we've, 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 built, we've built up such a powerful belief system and such powerful perceptual constructs that when our mind shows us that, our upset, our irritation, our pain is caused by someone else, we actually buy that lie and forget that the feeling that we're experiencing is a result of something that's going on inside of us. And when I realize that it's a result of something going on inside of me, 
then I get to stop, I get to take a breath, and I get to learn to choose to remove that from me or to keep pretending that I'm feeling it because of what somebody else did. Certainly someone else can resonate any feeling you have within you, and it's guaranteed that they will. We live in this universe of resonance. You know, we, I, I consider it one of the big blessings of my life to have spent some time with a gentleman named Marcel Vogel, who was a 23-year senior scientist from IBM. Marcel had a camera called the Delaware camera with which you take a picture of the high-energy waves that leave the mind when you think a thought that literally we are continuously radiating out from us that which we hold within us. And when you recognize that, those energies that radiate out from us draw to us, resonate to us, those people who resonate those things back again. And when I recognize that what I'm feeling is mine, it's my opportunity to forgive it or enter into a conversation about somebody else and keep pretending that it's theirs. So this Holy Day season, oftentimes we run into people that perhaps we haven't spoken to in years. And those people will give us those renewed opportunities to forgive from within ourselves the capacity for anything that's less than love. And so we're honored and delighted that you're here and Dr. Tim, how do you be today, sir? I, I kind of figured you'd be doing a Christmas celebration with family during the show today. Well, are you there? I am, loud and clear. Oh, good. Well, um, I'm doing food prep at my house, and um, I will be getting together with family probably about one or two uh, dinners set for four. So so I have the option to be here, and I'm exercising that option. Awesome. Well, we're delighted that you are, and every day that you are, your support is just monumental and appreciated and has been so consistent for so many years that uh, you're certainly one of the uh, the gifts that keeps on giving in our lives all year round. So much appreciation. Well, it's a you know a mutual admiration society as far as that goes. I I appreciate the same things about you and Jeannie, your consistency and your loving nature and the effectiveness of the tools and how you've chosen to dedicate your lives to making your world a better place. And I appreciate that about you as well. Well, thank you. We did get the um, the uh, thumbnail drive from Jared yesterday, so we now have the edited four-hour version of Why Is This Happening to Me Again. We haven't looked at it yet. We're going to sit down. That'll be our our next project, just to sit down with that and go through it and pick out uh, short segments of uh, that workshop to uh, put on our YouTube channel uh, from the, the second three hours. For anybody, by the way, who'd like to access it, if you go to YouTube forward slash youtube.com forward slash Michael Rice, all one word, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-Y-C-E underscore Y again, you'll see all of the videos that are on our YouTube channel, and one of them includes the complete first hour. It's actually about, I think, 51 or 52 minutes of the new Why Is This Happening to Me Again workshop, so you're welcome to access it there on YouTube and give it a look. It uh, it came together really, really sweetly, really well, and we're excited about that and thankful for Jared for the work he did to uh, to put it together. Is that And um, a quicker way for them to find that is just to go to whyagain.org and click on the YouTube button over on the right-hand side. That's true. I keep, thank you for reminding me of that, Jeannie. I keep dropping that one out, but yes. Yeah, go to whyagain.org. Right-hand side, there are you know, links to all the social media sites and such, and the bottom one is a, a red YouTube button. Just click on it, and bingo, you're on our site. Do you start to say, Tim? Is the, uh, is the version of the first hour... Um, the same one that you just got back from buried in the thumb drive? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jared the, edited the, uh, it and put it up there, didn't he? Yeah, Jared put it up for us. We just gave him our login information, and he, he put it up for us, so we didn't have to wait for the, the thumbnail to get here. We just got that, and so we'll be looking at that and picking out more pieces to go on, but the first hour is, is up on YouTube now. Great. I've been pointing that to people. Even last night we had a Christmas Eve service at the Unity that hosts our Mind Shifters group. And um, there were a couple people that I entered into conversation with and pointed them to that. I had the delightful experience of getting to be with Tricia and several other wonderful musicians and vocalists and again got to hear the lyrics of her rewritten version of God rest ye merry gentlemen and it's um it's I'm I asked her to send me the lyrics she didn't get to it before the show today but I was hoping to be able to read them to you but we'll do that in a show soon it's quite delightful how it's all about love and Love will show the way, and we are that love, and we are the presence of love in the world. It's just a beautiful rewrite of those old patriarchal lyrics. And again, you know, just another loving example of people coming together in community, and I know it was happening all over the globe, just like it was in Woodstock last night. And, of course, it's not the kind of thing that you'll see on the news, but it is happening and there is momentum building and there are people who are learning about their true nature and choosing to practice being aware of that more often throughout the day and every day, not just during the holy day season. So I am... Thrilled to be a part of a team that's encouraging that on a continuing and ongoing basis. Yes, we actually had a really sweet evening last night. We uh, we found a local church here, one we'd never heard of. We just looked it up online, and they had a uh, a Christmas pa- Christmas pageant, did some Christmas carols, and had a service. And uh, it was really sweet. There were about a hundred kids in the pageant that uh, that showed up and and uh, played it out. It was just you know little kids up there reading apart and, and all of that. It was just, it was a really sweet energy. It's kind of, you know, we were looking for a way to get to feel a little more Christmassy. Here we are, you know, it's 80 degrees and sunny and we're surrounded with palm trees. Not exactly, you know, I, I can remember my first Christmas in Florida. My mom had a place in Port Charlotte and we got on bicycles and rode down to the pool to go for a swim on Christmas Eve. And it was like, this just does not feel like Christmas. So we went looking for a, a way to get a little more Christmassy uh, here last night. And then afterward, we found a a restaurant called the Queen of Sheba restaurant, which is an awesome Ethiopian restaurant that just had this fabulous food that you don't use utensils. You use pieces of, of a whole grain bread to pick up the food and eat it. It was just, it was, it was a really sweet evening. And uh, we came back home and, and watched, uh, uh, Scrooge on uh, on television. So we've actually got television here. So it's pretty uh, pretty amazing that um, we actually turn it on once in a while and and watch what's happening. So different way to spend time than when we're at Heartland. Well, one other little thing is that during this service they did, it was their first service at this Unity Church. And they decided to have a little pageant as well. And it was unlike anything else I've ever seen around a Christmas. And what they did was they had the usual little, you know, it's a small church, so they didn't have a lot of performers, but they had people in costumes. And they found a script that was prepared by another Unity Church, and they got permission to use it. And it was so on target that I asked for a copy of the script because as I sat there listening, 
I wanted to be able to go back and read this as it talks about the story of Christmas as the truth of our true nature. And they told it as narrated by the gospel, and then every time they read a piece of the gospel, they had somebody step forward and say, I represent Mary, and I am the perfect love that fills your soul. I'm the divine feminine in you. I am that in you which deserves to see only the good come to you and to every other creature in the universe. And then another piece of the scripture, and then Joseph, and what Joseph represents. And the same thing, talking about another aspect of our internal selves and our true nature as love. It was just delightful. Sweet. Sweet. Well, we're here to celebrate that style of Christmas 365 days a year. Well, we take Saturday and Sunday off, but the weekdays, every day of the year, to support people in understanding and living as their true presence of love as we work toward restoring human life to the planet, which is what the project was 2,000 years ago when Yeshua came. You know, it's interesting, all the stories and all the dogmas and all the doctrines and all the stuff that people have made up. And you can listen to Yeshua. He, he just says it just simple as it is. Why is he here? To bring you life and bring it more abundantly. That's all. To truly tap us into our human beingness and bring it into expression. And then if you read through his words and what he tells us to do, in many cases it bears, bears very little resemblance to the dogmas and the doctrines that people try to live by. And, uh, and, and, and the, the belief in him, sadly, has overtaken the belief of him and following what he suggested doing. And, and it's all about just living as a human being. Live in your true humanness. And if hostility or fear comes up in you, then you must go into your own heart, your own unconscious, and remove what your mind makes pictures of your brother over and and come to the point of recognizing who you really are. There's there's one of the one passage, and I believe it was in perhaps the book of Thomas, one of the books that didn't get canonized, and I may be in error, it may not have been Thomas, but there's a point where, Ye- where Yeshua laments about, you know, how is it that such a magnificent creature as this human being has gone so far down as to be functioning as how people are functioning today? And you look at that, how did love get so far away from itself? And you realize that this carbon-based memory system that we speak of, this body-mind unit that stores energetically thoughts, feelings, generation upon generation, that if you can get a hold of that carbon-based memory system and fill it with beliefs, then any belief you give it, it will produce evidence to prove that that belief is true. And so people talk about love as though love would create a fiery place for eternity for them. And, you know, I mean, you listen to the craziness of what people have made up about love, the creator, and it's, it's bizarre. And the simple restoration to love in the presence of our hostility and fear-based culture is such a, uh, a powerful thing to understand, and it's a process to bring it into understanding and certainly an exciting process that I, for one, am delighted and honored to have been privileged to contact the original Aramaic. I was listening not too long ago about to uh, some atheists talking about how silly the quote-unquote Christian belief was and how anti-intellectual it was. And it's interesting, one of the, one of the persons involved who's a pretty well-known so-called comedian uh, just at every turn had this sarcastic comment to make and and part of his thesis was how anti-intellectual it, it, uh, this thing called Christianity is and uh, I, I've wanted to reach you the, uh, the television lines and say to him excuse me sir when was the last time in what circle that you found intellectuals 
relying on sarcasm to make every point that they had to make. I mean, that's about the most anti-intellectual thing that there is. And, you know, it just points up another one of the truisms that shows up in the ancient Aramaic of beware you who judge another for that in which you judge another. You've been guilty of practicing. And uh, as the real teachings are uncovered, you know, I think one of the challenges that's made the actual original teachings of Yeshua unavailable to the world is that most of the world is not intellectually up to understanding, comprehending, or applying what he taught because their intellects don't reach that measure. Their carbon-based memory has been limited. The ceiling has been put on it. You know, I understand that they actually have things called flea circuses where they'll put a glass top, a glass um, transparent top, over the area that they keep the fleas in, and the flea will jump repeatedly. The flea can jump, I don't know how high, but certainly much higher than the three or four inches that the top is at. But the flea will only jump so many times and hit that glass top, and it'll never jump higher. It's That's it. They take the top off, and, and the flea will not jump outside of the uh, the area that it's enclosed in because it has bought the belief that it can't jump any higher. And you look at what people have been taught to believe in their carbon-based memory that is unlike anti-love and so diametrically, outrageously, insanely opposed to love. But like the flea, they're locked in it and they can't, they don't know how to change their beliefs. And when you come to the Aramaic and and touch into the tools and the how-to, all of that's just moved out of the way so simply not always easily but so simply so that people can return to that space where they truly are able to contact the truth of who they are in any circumstance where they can comprehend that if there's a circumstance where they're not feeling love it's about them it's not about who they're looking at and keep moving in the direction of being more and more capable of functioning out of our original human lives which is that which we were given at birth so it's a pretty exciting process, and uh, the energy available to us at this time of year will tap into that energy, the energy moving on the planet toward that particular goal is huge, and everyone who chooses to harness it can be can, can be the recipient of the benefit of that energy moving toward love as it unfolds in deeper and deeper ways. So we're delighted that everyone is here to join us that is here. And Jeannie, is there anything happening in the chat room to be aware of? Anybody with a hand up in the phone queue? Anybody want to call in and say hello and and wish the audience a Merry Christmas? And any questions, any way we can support you? Is there anything that you're facing in your family situation, in your world, where you could use some support in breaking through and returning to the experience and the expression of love, whatever's happening in your world. Um, there's nothing going on in the chat room. I was out there by myself for so long that then when Donna popped in, it was like, oh, there's somebody out here. <laughs> there's no question. And no one has a hand up. And, uh, you know, when you, something that you just said about, you know, wherever you are, just made me think um, I've been doing some private sessions with uh, a gentleman in Australia and you know attempting to calculate what time of day our meeting's supposed to be because he's 16 hours ahead of me and uh, so he's already closing out his Christmas but he's supposed to be listening to the archive of the show and so I want to wish Albert a very Merry Christmas on the other side of the world and uh, everybody Yay. else who is listening, and thank you for your support and for being with us. And, and uh, I'll use this opportunity to throw in a commercial. We've talked to several people, and they're always, you know, so appreciative, and we're glad, and that's what this work is about, is helping someone go to the next level. And they're like, you know, I continue supporting your work, and I'm telling everybody about it, and and, you know, I'm using it every day, and it's changed my life, and it's making such a difference. And, you know, one way of showing the appreciation back on that, even though we offer it free, is to donate. There's a donate button on the pay- on our website. If you click on it, though, be sure and click that you're just sending money to another person and not that you're buying a, a product or a service. That way, 
That we're not hit with a key, and you're not either. And uh, support us in uh, monetary ways as well. So just throwing that out and coming to the close of the year, um, you know, it, you can make it as a charitable contribution. It's a write-off for you, and it supports us since we're not touring. So just a little commercial there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great, year end. For sure, some people have money they have to give away, or, or they're going to give it to the government. So better, better to, uh, to support what moves love in the world than what's, than what moves weapons. I think is, uh, is probably a good, uh, a good thing to look at. And beyond that, our calling number is six four six, two hundred, four one six nine. And if you're in the phone queue and you'd like to offer a blessing for the year or have a question, any way we can support you, if you are on the phone line and you hit one, that will put you in queue. I'll raise a little hand in the control panel and Jeannie will see it come up and introduce you by your area code. And if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you and we haven't heard your voice recently or ever, uh, we'd love to hear it. So please Hit one if you're on the phone, and let's say hello. And since nobody has their hand up, something else I'll just throw out too. Um, we are. I'm working with a couple of different people about getting a members site up. Uh, that's a different section from our normal website, and it'll have several different layers of the way that people can join and. Uh, we don't have all of that worked out yet, but kind of keep an eye out. Hopefully within the next month, that'll be up. That's another one of our projects. And um, I have started on my book, so I've got part of the introductory section of it uh, about halfway written. And uh, then there's some other changes and things that are going on on the website, so keep us in the space for that and if you have any skills that you're willing to offer in regards to doing any of the things that we've mentioned that we have going of course at Heartland we always have things going on that we could use support our support team is uh, decreasing as the winter moves on so uh, um, just put that out to the audience to keep in mind as well okay absolutely and as family gathers, it's a wonderful time of year to really reinforce that energy of love for those who perhaps don't have an understanding of a different way of living. We were talking to a gentleman this morning. We were saying hello, and and someone who had been introduced to work a couple of years ago and was in a pretty heavy-duty space when we first met him. And uh, listening to him, he's uh, he's been integrating the food concepts that we taught during the intensive that he came to and uh, shifting through forgiveness and such. And he was sharing how many different people he'd been sharing the work with and that in his line of work now, he runs into a lot of people who are in trauma and turmoil and pain. He's like, well, here you go. Go to the website. Put it to work. And... Uh, creating a, a whole new uh, aliveness in his relationship with his children. He was sharing this morning he's taken off about 50 pounds and uh, just moving forward. So it's pretty cool, pretty sweet to uh, to watch what happens. And you can facilitate that with another person by simply turning them on to the tools. You know, the YouTube channel is has a huge amount of material. If you go to our website, there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of free material, audios, videos. The book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again, can be downloaded. All of the worksheets for all of the different workshops that we've got. There's just uh, you know as much material as we can possibly put out there and make available. We are doing as freely as we can to put it into people's hands and support people really being empowered to live in and as that space of love. So, you know, just passing it on to someone can be such a gift. And it's it's kind of fun as we travel oftentimes. 
will see people that, you know, did one Why Is This Happening to Me Again workshop 25 years ago. Haven't seen or heard from them in 25 years. This, this happened a couple times. I, you know, I used to live in Atlanta, and we were there this last year and did a workshop series and had several people go, oh, Michael, I haven't seen you in 25 years. Man, your life changed my work so much. Your work changed my life. Gift. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So. We did have a hand just go up. Oh, cool. Let's say hello. Area code 314, you're on the air. Who do we have? Hello, Michael and Jeannie. You have Doug and Diane, and we're here with my mom. Oh, awesome. Delight to hear your voice. Merry Christmas. Say hi Merry to Jesse. Give her a hug for us, too. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we're here in St. Louis, all of us. My brother was here until this morning at 3 a.m. when I drove him to the airport, Canada, at a little cabin we have out here, and we've been working on my mom's house, uh, getting it ready between rentals, and we went up in the attic yesterday, and (laughs) to our considerable surprise, we found uh, a bunch of Christmas stuff that's been up there since 1980. 81 or 2 or 3 or somewhere in there. and Oh, really? Old family stuff. Yes. Lots of old family stuff. And well, uh, one of the cool. things that was up... I thought it was. <laughs> was oh, what a shocked. treasure to find this time of year. Yeah. Among other things, we found a whole box of presents that none of us, including my mother, can remember how got up there. Uh, all wrapped and ready to go. <laughs> did did they have tags on them for who they were for? Nope, they weren't. And my mom used to do oh. things like that for people. She, you know, and she left kind of abruptly and never came back to the house after my father died. And we just turned it into a rental. And so, for some unfinished project, there they were. And. Um, Stuffed animals were up there. Yeah, my mom's here. She said stuffed animals. <laughs> I don't know how much detail we want to go into, but like like we found an 83-year-old monkey of my mother's up there that was her childhood toy. She found up there that oh, she thought so was cool. lost forever. So, that's so uh, cool. So did you open the, the gifts? We opened three of them last night for our family get-together. Five of them, oh, five cool. of them, five of them, yeah, we each had one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Some beautiful stuff. Um, I was going to tell you that that one of the ornaments we found broke. It just put me into, you know, uh, quite a content. I was so excited to find it, and then I dropped it, and I was so upset. Uh, so it gave me an opportunity to do with my upset, and that ended up precipitating a whole conversation in the car on the way back to the cabin with all of us, um, Diane, partner, and my mom and my brother, about um, family dynamics and how much we need to love one another and gave me an opportunity to tell my mom how I remember how much trouble she went to to give us a good time and you know, we had our difficulties. We had our unlike loving parts come up at times as we were growing up. But mm. but how much her true nature was valuable to us. And and so now I'm Sweet. the ornaments is somewhat salvageable and I said I'm going to I'm going to keep this thing and now it even has more meaning for me because it reminds <laughs> me <laughs> about those parts that are still likely to come up. That's correct. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it, it it's like life is custom designed to uh, to teach us forgiveness and uh, and gives us just every opportunity that we need and and it's it's wonderful when we become aware of it and take those opportunities. So that can be the kind of reminder that can really be very very powerful in a lot of ways. So and you know things that will trigger us into remembering because it's also easy to forget. <laughs> You know, I've seen people who uh, who've engaged in the tools and and got the message. Went, wow, that's so cool! And then they disappear for years, and something triggered them back into awareness. It's like, 
you know, I remembered that I could choose love, but I just remembered that. I Like, I forgot it for years. I learned that from you, like, 35 years ago in Atlanta. And, and, and I forgot. And people forget that sometimes for years. So, you know, life is often fraught with opportunities. And sometimes it would be nice if life were not so fraught, perhaps. But uh, it is... Uh, it is pretty awesome and nice that you've got your mom there with you to uh, to share that and celebrate with that. <clears throat> Absolutely. We appreciate you. Um, and Jeannie, well, we appreciate what you guys are doing out in Portland. Thank you, if, uh, if anybody in our audience is out in the Portland, uh, Oregon area, Doug's out in Portland and Diane, and uh, they have a support group. Uh, weekly support group, which you're able to uh, to join and get support for living to the tools. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's one of the highlights of our month is doing that a couple times a month. We definitely look forward to it. Even even though we do worksheets on our own throughout the week, to to do it with our group is also very uplifting. And yeah, to share the experiences of people there and watch the DVDs together. It's a great experience. And I was going to say, Michael, this is Diane. I, uh, and Merry Christmas. Joyful Christmas. Yes, got it. Thank you. <laughs> I am, uh, I've been delighted lately with recognizing how easy it is to use the tools even in my head. I, I, I very much believe in putting pencil to paper and doing the forgiveness process worksheet. But there are times, of course, when we're working or busy and um, I don't necessarily have time for that in the moment. But I'm finding that it's becoming more second nature to recognize <laughs> when something's going on with me. Like yesterday um, when we were working on this house, which is Doug's boyhood home, and you know, I'm working with people that I'm not used to working with and I'm, I'm doing a lot of work. Even though it's Christmas time, I'm not baking cookies or doing the things I normally do, hanging out with friends. So there were times when I was getting a little grumpy, you know, about just, yeah, just managing everything, managing a house that's basically under construction and a lot of clutter and chaos going on. And I was thinking, gee, you know, I'd really rather be in a more loving, happy way on. And I suddenly realized how much that house reminds me of the house of my in-laws um, and how there were all these memories from... Uh, I, my partner who I was married to, I met when I was 17 and got married at 21 and spent many, many Christmases, some very delightful times with that family. And then um, as things in our relationship with my partner deteriorated, with his uh, alcohol issues, just all the deterioration that happened and how differently I saw the family and realized that there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, uh, subconsciously about that, um, you know, that sort of, oh, gee, these were the things I saw. What was, I saw things in that family, but I saw them in a positive light. And then later on, it didn't look so positive when I could see see some of the dysfunction over time that I hadn't recognized at first. And there's, you know, some fear around that. Of, um, right. You know, making mistakes like that. Thinking, you know, I tend to think it's all my fault. Like, oh, I've made a bad choice or... How did I end up here? And and so it was helpful to just recognize, oh, there's stuff about those old memories that's coming up. And so I can see that and in the moment just breathe with it a little as I work, staining doors, <laughs> doing the work that we're doing around the house. And, uh, yeah, just sort of process that through a little bit and recognize, okay, there may be more work to do on that, but at least I have a handle on what's happening and move myself into a very happy peaceful, joyful state about the moment that I'm in now, and um, I'm not back there. I'm in, I'm in the present moment with some really delightful people having a very good time. Your, your voice just faded out. Happy to have been internalizing some of these tools. I'm very useful. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what happened. There was a little click, and your voice just kind of just about totally disappeared. But but we did get that uh, that basic message of you know how we can carry 
um, bags of garbage from other times that we haven't resolved yet and how life will tend to come back around and show them to us. And, you know, uh, the way that uh, Yeshua spoke about that a couple thousand years ago was the dead bearing the dead and the blind leading the blind, the the things from the past that come up and bury the joy and the aliveness of the moment. And and certainly when I can recognize that uh, my stress is being created by a goal that I've created and if I'm becoming overstressed, I can cancel that goal and get to see the old dynamic and clean it up rather than be lost in it for, you know, some people are lost for a whole lifetime in a, a dynamic that doesn't have anything to do with the moment anymore. But So nice catch, nice work. That's fabulous. Thank you, Michael. Blessings. All right. All right, well, give Mom a big hug for us. And uh, and wish her a Merry Christmas for us. And uh, thanks for calling. We appreciate you. Appreciate what you guys are doing out there in Portland. Okay. All right. You bet. Happy All holidays. Right, lots of love and blessings. And to you too. Delighted. And we have another right, caller. Oh, great. Area code four one five. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hello. This is Donaldson. And I just want to mer- say Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the north northern Cali, uh, San Francisco. I'm in a train station. If you hear a little bit of noise, that's what that is. Um, I just was wanted to comment on the releasing attachment to those old ideas about ourselves. That I I kind of caught the end of her uh, last the caller's statements and really hit home for me, and that's why that's why I pressed one so I could comment. And I I concur, and I think that it's absolutely necessary to release these old ideas about ourselves. And is a block that's actually acting as a block, you know, to new desire um, that is possibly not even aware, uh, you know, by the person who's um, doing the thinking. But there are hidden desires that can. Okay, and 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 many people think about their purpose in in ways that are also very confusing to me you know like because i i know that when i was born i i or birthed whatever we call it that that was my purpose i'm fulfilling the purpose of of life and then and then i don't need to research or go out and and try to strive and achieve to reach my purpose in life it's there it's if i can see things from a big big perspective and see a really broad view, and see it to the distance, then I can really see how things work, you know. And I just know for a fact that, you know, uh, releasing these ideas about myself, like I was a singer. I used to be a famous, well, think I was a famous singer, right? Oh, I'm going to be famous one day. And all that energy that I put into that just really, I mean, I learned so many lessons, so it's good, but it, but it was really took me a long time to figure out, wait a sec, if I let this go, this idea go, I'm probably going to feel a lot better. And so I'll do it because I want that feeling of being of feeling better. I, I basically made a choice to, to, to go to a more preferable space of a feeling center, you know, and then I was able to analyze and go back and look and see exactly like you said, the, what my construct, you know, what I had made for myself um, as far as and then I could also see new desire arising as well. So once I got rid of that old energy block. But I'm just here, I guess, concurring and uh, and sharing. So Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. And are you wa- waiting to get on a train and travel? No, no, no. I'm actually, um, I've already released attachment to, uh, and I don't recommend people do this, uh, unless you're ready, but attachment to the things that hold the system down for people, you know, like having a home. I actually have not lived indoors for five years by by choice. Ah. I've, I'm in a train mm-hmm. station charging my phone, just charging the phone I right see. now. Um, right. And actually, I'm a small business owner. I also have, you know, so I have a small job that I, I do on my own, and I have my own tools and all that, so I don't have a boss. Uh, so that's how mm-hmm. I make my money, and I study law in the meantime. And while I'm, see, for me, what it was was the whole. I hope you don't mind me sharing my testimony. When I let go, go of the it. idea of myself at, at, as a singer, 
uh, you'll never believe what came up. It was the thirst for the knowledge of the law. Obviously, I mm, had some legal things that I was that I. Mm-hmm. And what and what I could what I realized was insight. Once I had this broad, I did some meditative techniques that gave me a broad insight. And once I had that awareness, I knew that, um, gosh darn it, that noise you made right there really just broke me off of my train of thought. I was, <laughs> where was I even going with that sentence? Um, you were talking about moving from talking about uh, letting go of the music the and moving into law. Right, right. Oh. Actually, what happened was this 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 legal thing just kind of came up on its own, I, and I had new knowledge of the law, and I could look at these books and then have a deeper knowledge and understanding of the words. And this had never happened to me before. And I'd, I always looked at the law as something that was way above me. And then once I did this spiritual work, it's amazing that I was able to actually conceive of these ideas, you know, and I just thought, wow, yeah, this is so cool, you know. Nice. Well, I understand your interest in the law. I actually did way back when I I was involved, when I first became involved in this work, I also had an interest in the law. I actually spent three semesters in law school and then decided that I wanted to go to a higher form of law than, than what men had written. Uh, and realized there was a there was a big difference, and actually we have a course called Laws of Living that we teach now. That's part of the outcome of that, and looking at the the energetic dynamics by which the universe operates and operates within us and through us and around us, and that that just is uh, uh, such a rewarding study, such a powerful study. Uh, along with the interested in what men do with law. So so we hold a space for your journey. It's a delight to hear from you. Thank you very much. And everyone as well, really pleasure to be a part of this uh, group for now. And I've never been on the call before, just so you know. Oh, we're glad you are. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I'll try to come back on. Thank you. Okay, blessings. Have a wondrous new year, the best one yet of your eternal life. All right, Thank Jeannie, you. Uh, I think you've... All right, take care. Jeannie, you've got another caller? I do. It's area code 910. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hey, is it Area me? code 910. Well, hey there, young lady. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm just calling to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Fabulous. Good to hear you well, guys on the air. Yes. Good to be here. And uh, how is your Christmas celebration? You and Terry are there in Wilmington. We are. I just finished breathing, Terry. He's a good man. Oh, nice. He uh, had another layer surface, and uh, last no. night I believe it started to come up. I know. I was so surprised. Terry's not finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a wonderful time, and when it started to come, it was like, okay, who is this? <laughs> anyway, this morning we. Um, you know, we just uh, held a space of love, and then finally he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm ready to move this out. I was like, great. So I got the table up, and we set him up, and we started breathing, and he just uh, finished up in time for me to call in and say Merry Christmas. I don't know if he's quite ready to talk yet, but I know it was quite the process, and it was, uh, it's been a beautiful Christmas. It's a little warm here in uh, Wilmington. I think it's like 70, probably 75 today, so that's... Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, we've got the air conditioned down, so it feels like it's winter. <laughs> well, it's a it's a good time to be breathing, and uh, delighted to hear your voice. Uh, maybe you'd share a little bit about how laws of living is going. I don't. Do you remember meeting Adam at one of the intensives you were at at uh, at Heartland? I do, that, I do. Adam Adam actually well, was my my partner, I think, in the beginning. Well, I just talked to Adam this morning, and he's in Wilmington right now, and uh, apparently wow. comes over there quite often because his children are there. So I, I told him I'd send him your phone number so he can tap in and maybe make it to the support group. Uh, he's usually there most every weekend, I guess, with his kids. So, uh, so I'll I'll put him in touch with you. That's awesome. That's great. Well, our yeah. support group was wonderful Tuesday night. Um, we've got about ten minutes. Tuesday night we have uh, a lady that's been coming. She found us on the Meetup dot com, and I encourage anyone who has a support group 
um, to get on meetup.com because people who come new to the area or they're just trying to network with other like-minded people, we have really had a lot of success. I think right now on the meetup website, we probably have close to, I don't know, over 100 people that are signed up and get that um, get the email updates and all that. And and from week to week, we have different. I think we had eight there this past Tuesday. And for a week of Christmas, usually most groups go down or even cancel. Our Course in Miracles group hasn't met for the last two weeks um, on two nights, which I'm not in charge of that now. So anyway, but uh, our, our meetup.com has really brought us a lot of people. So we have a lady there that's getting a heart transplant. And uh, she's on the list, and they called her once. It wasn't a match. And what we discussed uh, last week, not this past week, but the week before, was how when she was driving from Wilmington up to Duke, the fear that she wasn't going to make it, that it wasn't going to work, and all that was coming up, and her husband was with her. And so we went over the Rachma, Kuba, and love how the filters of the mind, and I, I related it as the windshield that we looked through, as you're going up to Duke, when you see that you're having, you're looking through the eyes of fear, then you can ask Rukutakucha to shift you back to uh, Rachma and to Kuba, so that you can see the situation from a place of love through that windshield. So she went back up the next week, and she said um, she remembered to do that. Her husband was with her, so this past Tuesday she brought her whole support network, which was three or four of her really close friends, male and female, and her husband was there, and she did a worksheet. And the worksheet that she did was on sadness, uh, that she could see the worry, um, her husband, that she didn't want him to worry was her thought. And uh, so we worked through and we did that worksheet, and across the room there sits a little girl that's just in her first year of college, and she starts to weep. And I mean weep. And I'm looking, and... um, so we, we acknowledge her and we breathe with her and we send her love. And what's coming up for her is just layers and layers of sadness. And she really doesn't have any kind of background around it as far as saying this is the thought I'm having and this is the memory. And um, her mother's there with her who's been coming to Laws of Living as well. And it's amazing. I work with the little girl after class. Of course, we finished with the lady with the heart transplant. We did like four worksheets that night. We finished with her, but I stayed after class with this little girl and worked with her one-on-one through some worksheets. One was overwhelmed by all the sadness. And then her mother texted me about three or four days later that she was working through her own sadness. And I explained to her, well, the generational sadness, you know, we we pass it on to our children uh, until we're willing to clear it ourselves. I said, so as much as you can do yourself, of course, will help your daughter to move quickly and effortlessly through that sadness, and the generational um, bloodline can be healed of that. It's just big. It's just, and this woman that's in my laws of living, we, I love her. She is just incredible. I say I love her. I cherish her, and and I can see that she is love. And the resistance that's come up to doing her work, it's almost like Ruka Dakucha said, "Okay, uh, let's let's look at what this." this effect that it has on the downline of your bloodline. They won't even know what they're weeping for, and they're weeping. It's amazing. And and I think it's such an encouragement now for her to say, wow, I can do my work, and it helps my children. You know, she really got it. It was amazing. It was like, a, as they say in Science of Mind, a demonstration of the work and how it works, you know, that the children do actually carry the genetics of the um, the generations without even knowing what's going on, why they're so heavy with sadness. So, And I explained about tuning fork, that when you hit a middle C tuning fork on this side of the room with sadness, the middle C tuning fork, if you have sadness in you across the room, it's going to start to resonate and come to the surface. And I said what you said, Michael, that rage and hostility destroy the physical body and um, fear causes mental illness and love heals it all. And if we can just set the Rockman, the Kuba filters in the mind and bring that presence of love to every situation, wherever we are, that we will resonate the love just like we resonate the sadness across the room. The love can be resonated 
and love heals everything <laughs> around us. Isn't that beautiful? I love That's it. Fantastic. What the, the impact you're great. having on that community, Michael? It's awesome, Michael. It's awesome. Yes, sir, Michael. You can retire now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. Susan, Susan, just step right in. It's all yours. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm telling you, this is like oh, it is beautiful. It was just like a demonstration. That whole mind shift of was just like this is absolutely beautiful. The hope. Thank you, Doctor Tim. You're sweet. Um, it just the hope and the presence that was in the room that night for that lady that's looking at going into this heart transplant surgery, for her family who dearly loves her, the space that was opened, Michael, thank you for the work. Yes, I am very passionate about this. I was just having a conversation with Ruka uh, as I'm fixing uh, the Christmas dinner, and I'm thinking, you know, this is awesome. This, you know, it takes me, after Mind Shifter Group, which is from 5 to 7, it's at least 10.30 that night before I'm winding down enough to I think I can close my eyes and, and go into that sleepy land because I'm just so excited about the process and the opportunity for everyone, just to, mm. you know, every person that is touched by this group. Like there was a lady there the week before that was the mother-in-law of the lady that was to have the heart transplant. She lives in Las Vegas. I want to hook her up with the meetup group the gentleman, the doctor that's out there. I don't know his name, but I, w- I wanted to ask you about that. And she did a, a huge worksheet. Now, for a woman to come in and be willing in a place that she doesn't know anybody to feel the love and comfortable enough to do the level of work that she did that night with us um, was profound. You know, she talked about getting into accidents just to get her mother's attention because she had so many siblings. And now she's an ER nurse, and she takes care of everybody that has accidents. She's given the attention that she wanted as a child. It's demonstrated in her mm. whole life of how she built her career. And to get in touch with that and see how that played out, um, it's just it's, it's powerful to see that the mind creates how it creates, the frequencies that we carry create what we see and how we experience the world. And uh, also the opportunity of forgiveness that shifts it all back to love and heals everything. It was just oh, it was wonderful. Pretty she, awesome. she said, give me that worksheet. So anyway, for Christmas, <laughs> I gave this year a laminated copies of the commitment on one side, the my commitment to myself, first person on the other side, which is just fantastic. I even kept the little pink hearts. They're so pretty. And then I also have the worksheet like Michelle with it being laminated and giving out the little markers with it so they can do their wipeout sheets, you know, just to encourage that this process is easy and you can do it and it's, you know, it's the best thing you can give yourself for the new year. So there you go. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm well, delighted. We, we appreciate the impact you're having on Wilmington. And, and notice that, Everybody who chooses to do that, you know, your introduction to the work was what, about four years ago? Yes. Susan? Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, notice the impact you can have on your community and then listen to the impact of now there's somebody in Las Vegas who's open to healing. And by the way, there is a uh, Dr. Ed Drocky is a medical doctor there, and he's actually in Pahrump, Nevada, their support group, which is about an hour outside of Las Vegas, and it's at a medical center called Partners in Healing. But Unity in um, Las Vegas has an ongoing support group. And there is a lady there that's also teaching and carrying the work on in, in Vegas. So so anybody, everybody, if you're listening to this show for the first time or the tenth time or the hundredth, you can be doing this as well and impacting larger and larger circles of people. And by the way, the credit for that uh, piece of information that hostility destroys the body, fear destroys the mind, and love rebuilds both, that's actually from Dr. Robert Heath from Tulane University. Uh, he was the one who came up with that uh, that particular analysis of what happens with energy, and he did that out of um, of uh, doing bone implant EEGs on people, measuring brainwave frequencies. So we're talking about real science here that uh, goes back two thousand years and is understood. And 
my apology that it's we're down to the last few seconds so we have to close the show and i'd love to keep hearing what's happening and tell terry we send our love and hugs and blessings and you guys have an awesome christmas and the best year yet of your eternal lives i know you're building toward it and it's fabulous to be a part of it blessings lots of love <laughs> 